Welcome to Jurassic World. Welcome to Jurassic World Minute Movies. This is Jurassic World, my minute of time. I'm Brad. I'm Dave. And welcome back to the Jurassic World Minute, where we're going to be discussing Minute 84 today. But before we get to that, David, heading over to Jurassic-Peter.com, we've got another one of our uh, creature spotlights here. I won't call it an animal because <laughs> you don't like it. I don't really like the Dimorphodon either. But the uh, <laughs> article here for the Dimorphodon, um, been up for about uh, or a few years now by Singapore again. And uh, mm-hmm. much like the other animal spotlights, goes through uh, pretty much the history of it, uh, its appearance in the films and more. Yeah, yeah. This is uh, another major article rehaul that we had gotten done by our contributor, Sheridan Formosus, and it does go very in depth into with the various um, ideas and stuff we see, both realistic and in the movie from Demorphodon. Interestingly enough, though, we also have sculptor Rob Miranda, who does graphics for Jurassicopedia on our team, and he was pointing out that, and this is just speaking of Dimorphodon, that his uh, 3D sculpt that he had created for just his personal purposes ended up being referenced and slightly modified by um, for. Uh, by Mattel for the Amber Collection Dimorphodon, which had just come out, I think, a week or two ago. Hmm. Interesting um, reading here, too, and it sort of ties back to the whole uh, Jurassic Park 3 and Jurassic World, the the current state of paleontology. Mm -hmm. Just go head over to Alec and give it a read because it's all in here, but just as the cliff notes... Um, the fact that they only found sort of one skull back in uh, 1828 and it was um, mis- misclassified as a pterodactyl and then the second sort of uh, animal only being discovered as late as 1998, which <laughs> that's that's really, really new in the, um, in the history to, to find a specimen mm-hmm. like that, which makes you wonder how InGen found DNA for it, if, if it's such a rare fossil <laughs> in the, to mm-hmm. begin with, but... Um, that goes to paleontology now in the Jurassic world. Yes, Jurassic Park or Jurassic World's got all these species, but there's still new species being discovered. Uh, just here recently in Australia, they found a new massive sauropod, um, currently uh, not found anywhere else. So there's still there's still things to learn in the rock, not so much what uh, InGen's pumping out of their lab. <laughs> well, 
Let's just say there was a lot of mosquitoes back then. <laughs> well, <laughs> and interestingly, the Jurassic World Dimorphodon is one of the more accurate physiologically and visibly animal prehistoric animals in the Jurassic movies, aside from the skull, which is horribly shrink-wrapped and I absolutely <laughs> detest. It's not a bad representation of Dimorphodon. It even has pycnofibers, uh, which is like a fur-like kind of covering that um, Pterosaurus had on, on its back, which almost kind of gives it a bat-like kind of look. Mm. And like kind of um, furthered by the ugliness of the face. <laughs> <laughs> well, it also gives it sort of more of that flying mammal look, as you said, like a bat... Um... Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure bats are mammals, aren't they? <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so and more, a lot less of that, uh, that sort of dinosaur, mm-hmm. early classification as dinosaurs, along with the pteranodons and that. Um, yeah, it does kind of go back to the... And Jurassic World does this a couple times with the dinosaurs, that retro kind of look where back in like the early, almost Victorian days when we first were discovering pterosaurs, they were thought to be... Bats. And of course, they were drawn very bat-like. Mm-hmm. So this this kind of brings up that visual, uh, that kind of idea of pterosaur bats as they were had thought to once be. Yep. And of course, not only mention the animal now because of uh, all the chaos that's been happening on the main street. Um, after it, we see that one being shot out of the. Uh, the transport helicopter, pretty sure that's the end of the uh, Dimorphodon for the rest of the film. We don't get to see <laughs> anymore. <laughs> yeah, in fact, we don't see them again until Camp Cretaceous, season three, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, the, 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 so we get a, what about that, uh, about three year gap? Yeah, three year gap between seeing Dimorphodon. No, longer than that, I'm sorry. Uh, six year gap between seeing Dimorphodon on screen. Do we... We don't get him in Fallen Kingdom, do we? No. Only those... Uh, the Tyranodons escaped at the end, so... Yeah. I wonder... I would have, I'd have to recheck the... Uh, the DPG... Um, extinction species and see if they... Even still exist by Fallen Kingdom. Well, we knew, do know that they're going to make an appearance in Fallen Kingdom. I think they showed a... Uh, animatronic for one, or at least part of an animatronic for one, in one of those officially released production stills. Ah, oh, for Dominion. For Dominion, yeah. Yep. And um, if not, I know they've at least talked about it. And we've we've talked before too. There's there's probably going to be animals that turn up in Dominion that uh, mm. we haven't seen get off, get captured and taken off the islands. Mm-hmm. Uh, not to mention all the. Uh, the freshly brewed ones by other companies, so yeah, yeah. we'll see what happens. <laughs> Still counting down to that release. Mm-hmm. Go head over to dressedaspedia.com for a full article right up on uh, on the Dimorphodon and uh, many more of the dinosaur species that we get to see in these films. Hello, Zara. Oh, no. I need you to bring the boys back to the hotel right away. I, I, I don't know. I've been looking everywhere for them. Wait, no, it's no. Been quite a while. Slow down. I can't hear. Back at Grave, they what? 
David, ready to get into minute 54. No, ready to get into minute 84. Yeah. Right, yeah. Minute 84 of Jurassic World opens with Claire murdering a Dimorphodon and ends with Hoskins addressing the control room staff. As we ended minute 83, uh, Claire had picked up Owen's tranquilizer rifle and fired six darts into the Dimorphodon, uh, seemingly killing it. Uh, as we open 84, Zach asks Gray, is that Aunt Claire? <laughs> and uh, Claire helps Owen up, uh, and Owen takes the rifle from her before giving a big old smooch on the lips. In just one of those classic movie kisses where there's no action, there's just heads pushing together. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, that kiss was entirely unscripted, and it was um, Bryce Taylor's Howard's idea to do that between takes. She suggested it to Colin Trevorrow, and everybody seemed to like the idea, so they, asked, so they went with it. I thought you were going to say that Chris Pratt done it without being scripted, and that's why she sort of just sit there not knowing what to do. <laughs> no, actually, it was Bryce Allen Howard's idea. Uh, once, <laughs> uh, but once they pull themselves apart, uh, Claire looks over and notices the boys standing there watching them, and um, it's sort of interesting here. You see the sort of the crowd of people not really running around screaming anymore. There's people seated against the building walls um, and walking a lot more calmer. So it appears now. The, uh, the the fret's over, and um, everyone's sort of calmed down and sort of assessing the, the damage and the injuries. Mm. I suppose we haven't really mentioned... Uh, we're, we're visiting Jurassic World, as we would, and this happens. What's your what's your way of surviving this incident? I'm running into the Dairy Queen. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I remember... I think I brought that up, how that was one of the commercials that had been used to advertise... The uh, movie was a Dairy Queen commercial. I don't even think they had a Dairy Queen on the island. In fact, I think it was a Ben and Jerry's, which makes that entire promotion very <laughs> odd because they are they are competitors, Dairy Queen and Ben and Jerry. Hmm. But yeah, they had the Jurassic Crunch Blizzard, which was basically I think a bunch of different Hershey candies lumped into their ice cream. Um, I think it was. Snickers, I know there's a Reese's in there. Uh, I can't remember what else, but yeah. Sounds like one of those concoctions where a lot of things that taste really good get thrown into one thing and maybe don't taste as good <laughs> as advertised. There is no Dairy Queen around me anywhere, and I am so disappointed because I really wanted to try the Jurassic Crunch Blizzard because, it had, like I said, it had all my favorite candies in it. Did it come with a, a special cup or anything like that, or was it just standard? I think it cup? might have. I think it might have had the cup uh, with the Pteranodon on it. It was like a commemorative cup or something. Yeah. I think that's the only thing that gets me to movies in the opening week of a, of a, of a film, just the um, the licensed cups. <laughs> mm-hmm. Whether it's the uh, the plastic Stormtrooper heads for... I think that was for Last Jedi. It might have been Rise, uh, Rise of Skywalker. Um but all the Jurassic ones and that as well. Just mm. I got a lot of the cups from the original films and <laughs> got to have the whole then, set. <laughs> and then Fallen Kingdom had the, or was it Jurassic World had the blue and Rexy heads? I think I missed them. It might have only been in the states. I can't remember. That's that's the other thing too. Some sometimes it's it's limited release wherever wherever you go, <laughs> but. <laughs> I think I'm heading straight into the, the Trinidad IMAX. Um, 
just there's no windows. There's a, should only be a couple of doors leading into the theatre area, something easily to fortify. Mm-hmm. Plus, you get to eat all that popcorn and soda. <laughs> the kind of things you want to survive on an island full of dinosaurs for <laughs> <laughs> how many weeks? But uh, the Claire uh, Claire runs over to the boys and starts babbling over and over again like an overprotective parent. Uh, thank God, what's this referring to some grass on or graze on uh, Gray's chin? Where were you? Why didn't you come back? <laughs> I'm guessing that's referencing why didn't you come back in the gyrosphere when you were told to come back to the station. Yeah. But uh, Zach looks past Claire and changes the subject. Who's that? <laughs> and Claire turns to see <laughs> Owen standing there with his rifle looking all cool and badass. <laughs> um, and the moment ends uh, when he gestures with his head that Lee got to go. And that's when we cut back to the control room. We will return back to Main Street next minute, but uh Yeah. Here we are in the control room. Once again, the security guard, the elevator gag. Um, <laughs> uh, Hoskins opens up the uh, the doors. He's got uh, his team of goons with him. And um, he starts his little impassioned speech here as he walks past the guard. Simon's man's already deaf. was a tragedy. And that's where we end the minute. But uh, we're going to get more of that speech next minute as he uh, takes control of the control room. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, not a lot to discuss this minute. Just... Uh, a bit of a reuniting of the uh, main cast and uh, Hoskins' plan starting to take effect. Um, anything else on that before we get into some vocal comparisons? I think we're good. All right. Uh, Zach's eyes sweep right past Claire, uh, not recognising this barefoot, blood-covered and dinosaur manure woman uh, that's standing in Main Street. So we know in the film she's still mm. got the heels on after that joke and running through the jungle, whereas in the novelization, uh, she's barefooted, I'm not quite sure where the blood would have come from, but uh, also mentioning that that, that dirt and dinosaur poop is still on her after all this time. Interestingly, in the movie, and I think specifically in this scene, you can you can in fact still see it on her. Hmm. So, I I mean, like I said, it kind of goes in and out, and with how much is really on her, and I think it. Even maybe while they were doing this, or maybe I'm just hoping they were rethinking that, having that scene. <laughs> also, too, I suppose, when they were running through the jungle, uh, before they got to the aviary, wet, damp leaves and that sort of thing rubbing up against them would have wiped a lot of stuff off your arms and that sort of thing as well. So True. There's a reason why it's sort of disappearing here slightly. Um, but I can imagine the smell would still be there <laughs> between mm. her and Chris Pratt. Mm. especially in the humidity and it's probably not drying with the sweat pungent mm. yeah we know things don't dry in the humidity though, so <laughs> look at you T-Rex blood <laughs> well I mean it's been raining here almost non-stop for about four weeks now Yep. so I mean like today it was only 70 degrees but it was incredibly humid all day and so I mean it I was just at work and the sweat's pouring down my face, you know. Oh, I hate humidity. <laughs> I do too. I mean, I can, I could handle ninety degree weather so long as there's not humidity. Hmm. After oh, that, I, um... I mean, once you get into the hundreds, hot is hot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At least, hopefully, it's a dry heat. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, that's all. I've, I've currently been watching. What going back watching old uh, seasons of Survivor and season 31 in Cambodia, it just continuously heavy monsoon downpour for about a week, and it got to the point where um, the crew actually went in and rebuilt a proper structure for them just so they could stay dry because 
the um the water water wrinkles on your hands and feet were just painful to look at and sickening. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's that's being out in nature. David, that's minute eighty four. Anything else uh, to discuss before we get out of here for the day? Uh, no, I think we're good. 